My name is Alex, and I'm here to say I hate Yerks in a major way. Welcome to Minds at Yerk. I'm Alex. I'm Megan. I'm Tim. And I'm Adel. That's right. We have a guest this week. <laughs> Adel Rafai. Woo. How we got him, we still don't know, but he is here. <laughs> you guys left a little trail of golden grams to a podcast mic. <laughs> there you and go. I have crunched and munched them all and ended up right in front of it. <laughs> it, was a, it was a really long trail of golden grams. <laughs> we uh, figured by this point we should have an expert on animal shape-shifting with us. Ooh, yeah. Oh, that's very true. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. So so I haven't read a lot of the Animorph books, so all of them involve uh, sex? <laughs> <laughs> if you're doing it right. <laughs> um, the way we, re- we read them, there's usually, there is usually at least one joke about incest. Oh, I hate it oh, so yikes. much. We're not the ones who ride in cousins thinking each other are attractive. That's fair. Has anybody written, like, a series of books that are like Animorphs, but, like, super sexy? Actually, yes. There's at least one. Really? I've seen it pop up on a, in a Facebook group a couple times. Um, I cannot remember the title. I have not worked up the nerve to buy it yet. But... Oh, boy. If you Please send me a link if you remember what it is. <laughs> okay, I'll figure that, it out and send it over. If not, I'm going to write my own. Cause, uh... I, I don't see why the existence of one would stop you from writing your own. Yeah, that's I true. Think, yeah, you, just do it. Put my own, put my own uh, salsa on it. There you there go. go. I'm also going to guess there's a lot of fanfic out there that is Oh that. boy, yes. <laughs> I think there was an entire episode where I sat there looking for fanfic and made you guys hear the I think that's topics. what led to the Grimace fanfic <laughs> uh, portion yes. of our Discord. Yes. We Ooh, went down it, some it, dark holes. Is there, that could be a title of one of them. Is there a, <laughs> is there a fan art of someone turning into Grimace? Not if there's yet. not yet, there will be before this episode goes live. <laughs> and I will be that fan. Fantastic. Uh, well, we are glad you are here. Um, you may not be anymore, but we are. <laughs> no, I'm gl- I'm am still glad to be here, but now I'm more I'm less glad and more horny. <laughs> if that That's makes our sense. Brand. That's, yeah. That works. Yeah. That works. 20% 20% glad, 80% horny. All right. <laughs> Can I say that on this podcast? What's yes, the, you can. What are my limitations? Can, um, um I, we haven't found them yet. Every okay. week, I think I have to tell Alex to stop with the vor jokes, and he still hasn't. I think you're good. <laughs> I was going to say you, you every three, week. You three better pen me in, or else I'll, I'll get loose. So. <laughs> Keep it loose. Keep it as loose as you want to be. Uh, Tim. Yes. Before we before we loosen up, <laughs> hit us with that good good summary. All right, book forty two, which is called The Journey. The gang is fighting at a fake Dunkin' Donuts with real donuts. That was mass producing portable Candrona machines. They barely get out in time. A kid snapped a picture of them morphing. They're planning how to get the film back when the Helmicrons show up in a Barbie car. The Helmicrons want the morphing cube. 
a scuffle ensues, and some Helmicrons end up in Marco's nose. The gang is going to have to use the ship to shrink down and interspace Marco to get them out. They head up the nostril and see the Helmicrons, but they're huge. The Animorphs had morphed too small. Marco tries and fails to steal the camera with the picture of them. Rachel falls into Marco's stomach with the Helmicrons. A couple of the Helmicrons are digested. That ought to be fun later. And Rachel has to morph human to bat in the in stomach acid to escape. Excuse me. The rest of the group are bats and get shot down. Cassie morphs a whale to give them an island. The Helmicrons enter the bloodstream, and the gang follows as sharks. They reach the liver and cut up towards the heart. Marco decides to try and steal the camera again. He has a plan to distract the dog, but is caught by the people who live there. His only way out is to morph Roach, which he does as the Animorphs and Helmicrons are in his heart. The Helmicrons fire and kill Marco. Rachel attacks and manages to get a Dracon for the group. The Helmicrons make a deal to leave. The Animorphs revive Marco, and he takes everyone to the barn. The Helmicrons leave, and they burn the camera. Also, Marco had rabies. <laughs> and that was book 42. I feel like also Marco had rabies applies to a lot of the series and we just didn't know it. <laughs> I'm both... I, I went and did all kinds of rabies research because I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's not how that works. <laughs> and which just led to this whole discussion about these people just lived with a rabid dog. They just just, just had a rabid dog just living with their kid. I Apparently. Think, yeah. I think that was a big fad. Maybe like 10 years ago, it was a big fad. Get a rabid dog, teach your kid a lesson, you know. It's about responsibilities, about you know, <laughs> taking one for the team. I didn't even I didn't even think about it until now when you said book forty two. But this is our Douglas Adams. Book. Yes. Yeah. Yes. This book is the secret to life, and and the plot uh, holds up. It is, and strangely enough, is one of the few Animorphs books not to involve dropping a whale from the sky. <laughs> no, just in so, the stomach. You know. So I've only uh, that's read. True. That's true. I, I read this one forty two, and then for. For another podcast I do, I read book one. So I've read one in 42. And let me tell you, I have a lot of questions. <laughs> you know, that was actually going to be my first question for you. Um, mm -hmm. How much How much did you regret agreeing to jump from one to 42? It was, yeah, I, I, did, I was like, yeah, this is exciting. I'll be on the podcast. And then you're like, great, you have to read book 42. And I have, um, I have a collection of Animorph books. I probably have 30 or 40 Animorph books. But I told myself I wouldn't read them until I got the whole collection. So I, I just haven't done anything with them. Um, and then you sent along the, the book and you're like, here, give it a read. And then I was like, oh, no, I actually have to read this and talk about it. <laughs> so there was a thing of like, this will be fun to pop on in this chat. And then I was like, oh, but I have to. It's, it's like going back to grade school where I'm like, homework. <laughs> um, and it was pretty wild. And I, I, I forgot and I had the same qualm with book one. There's so many different names for everything that I couldn't keep track where it's like even within the who's the main the main villains are the, the Yerks. 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 Yes. Yerks, the, the name of the show. Uh mind of mind of Yerks. Mind at Yerks. What's the controller is like when one of the Yerks gets in a human? Yes. Yes. In any species. So you could have a human controller, you could have okay. a work bajir controller. There What's was a one book with shark controllers. Mm -hmm. 
See, to me, Hork-Bajir sounds like um, how they would prepare duck at like a French restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> like, they are have, an alien. Yeah, okay. You're not far off, actually. A planet that primarily is very, very tall. Like, think of the tallest building. That would be a tiny tree to them. Okay. So can we go? Yeah. Can we go around and each play a waiter who's describing <laughs> a Hork-Bajir dish uh, of the day? Absolutely. Okay, I'll start us <laughs> off. Uh, oh, uh, welcome so much. Welcome to Bennigan's. Uh, my name is uh, Marco. This is a um, our special today. We do have a um, tilapia hork bajir. That's going to be tilapia smothered in green hatch chilies. Uh, a little bit of paprika on there. Um, a souchon of cotton candy. And uh, some sea salt to top that off. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um... I also would like to present, uh, this is the catch of the day at Long John Silver's. Um, <laughs> this is our Hork Bajir Etouffee. <laughs> it is a seasonal blend of rice and minced alien. We actually carve off the alien's natural blades from their foreheads, elbows, and ankles. And use those to dice up the meat so that we can appropriately shame it, because shame is the best seasoning. <laughs> then we toss it in some barbecue sauce that is really meant for red-tailed hawk. I know you said, I know you, you're serving up alien, but the most unrealistic thing about that is that Long John Silvers would catch fish that day. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> this, is the, this is the brand relaunch. Yeah. <laughs> this is our central plate. Um, yeah. We are a locally sourced boutique Long John Silvers. Ooh. Oh, nice. okay. Short John Silvers. Yes. <laughs> we just call him Jay Silver. I feel like like I would end up, and in fact, I'm probably going to do this now because of this podcast. I would end up going into a restaurant and asking for like the duck horkbajir. And when they told me that wasn't a thing, I would get irate. Can I speak to your manager? Yell yeah. <laughs> and then when they yell at you, or when you yell at them and they're finally like, fine, sir, we'll do it. How do you make duck hork bajir? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Then I'd have to do the waiter thing. Oh. Uh, here's what I'll say. Caveat. You can do the waiter thing, or hork bajir also sounds like a, a lyric from Missy Elliott's Work It. So you could also... <laughs> it's you for bajir, hork bajir. You could, <laughs> you could also do a Missy Elliott uh, lyric. Okay. So... The hork bajir duck, as I understand it, this is me being angry and, and telling them how <laughs> it needs to be prepared. As I saw in Top Shelf. Uh, as I saw in Top Shelf, is that it needs to be gently heated mm. on both sides. Okay, I think and you mean warmed. 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 No, I, no, no, no. They use the word heated. Heated. I don't want it warmed. If it's warmed, if it's warmed I'll know. Put it and under I'll the salamander, yeah. Yes. Uh, and then, man, what would I put on it? I just asked for like croutons, mm. just croutons, so nothing else. Warm duck with croutons. <laughs> yes, warm duck with croutons. Honestly, take my money. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, in honor of the horkbajir, I'm going to make mine a vegetarian dish. Ooh, and it's going to the be the duck horkbajir is vegetarian. No, just it'll be tofu. Oh, okay. But it has been cooked in uh, to resemble some kind of like fried chicken with a good like gooseberry sauce on top. Ooh, delightful. Yes. 
Very, thank you all with for some, indulging me in that. Some twigs and things. <laughs> the pleasure was mine. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I hate about it, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> is that I can tell by your, your face that the pleasure was all yours. It has been 15 minutes. Uh, you will come to find over the next 45 that that is the normal response to anything <laughs> I say. <laughs> yeah, part of me was like, man, I'm sorry that this is the one we made you read. But also, it has nothing to do with the main series. So, okay, you know. This is just a bit of a one-off. Kind of, yeah. It's like a yeah. okay. a side adventure before, you know, some shit gets really bad in the next book. Probably. Huh. I don't know. Yeah, we are in, in what I would call the dark times of the series where just everything is bad and bleak. And this is the one sort of light-hearted book in which one of them basically dies. <laughs> huh. Okay. <laughs> I would call this light-hearted. <laughs> it's a relative term. Much like much like the real world, uh, what is light-hearted and good is relative day-to-day. To be fair, so, the last time we had someone on for a light-hearted book was when... We were discussing them fighting with oatmeal, which sounds like it should be really funny and lighthearted. And I think I had to apologize multiple times because that is not a lighthearted book either. It was a send up of the mental health care system. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That's intense. Um. So, yeah. So we have the hork and then the leader of of uh, the the Yerks are, is called Optimus Prime. What's his name? Visser 3. <laughs> Visser 3. You have a whole hierarchy of Vissers. Number 3 is the one in charge of Earth. Okay, and then there's like the Andalites, and then there's these, what are they called? Helmicrons. Macron machines. Um, (laughs) They're pretty much what they are. Yeah. But I feel, personally, and I don't want to speak for for you or your listeners, personally, none of those stick in my craw. Like, there's nothing that, there's. I can't mentally laminate any of those. And I don't know why. Like with Harry Potter, like Dementor, immediately. I'm like, Dementor, Dementor. And anytime someone, you know, w- w- would approach me about it, I could immediately summon forth that name. For whatever reason, I just can't conjure this up anytime I think about it. It takes some time. Uh, yeah. Meg and I both read these as kids, <laughs> which I think gave us an advantage because we had pliable child brains. There you go. Um, much like one would find garnishing the... Uh, Sous vide hork oh, no. bajir. <laughs> Child brains. Pliable. <laughs> oh dear. I've said too much. Um, Tim, I don't know. You you were kind yeah, of in the no, same it, position. Absolutely. It, whenever I read anything, I had to Google pictures of it to make it start pick, focusing in my head. Because it, it just seems like a collection of letters. But like you said, like Dementors, that sounds like a real word. Andalite? That doesn't really sound like a real word, you know. Yeah, when Andal- you, when... Andalite is literally candlelight dropping the sea. Well, now it sounds like a real word. <laughs> <laughs> we'll yeah, start and... calling them Adalites. There you go. Thank you. Yeah. Or analites. Analites. Analites for for your book that you're writing. You can't put your tail blade there. Anal lies, anal <laughs> lies. Uh, I'm glad you're here. <laughs> so it's not just you. So it's not just Ugh. me. All right. So what did we all think of this one? Yeah, this one was fun. Yeah, yeah this is basically inner space. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Fun, fun story. This... More so than the one other time the Helmicrons have shown up, this made me realize they are what you would get if you let Monty Python design a Doctor Who villain. 
Yeah, that's pretty yeah. accurate. Solid description. I've never seen Doctor Who, so I don't. Uh, I can't make the connection. Oh well, um, we're just gonna have to kidnap you to make another podcast. <laughs> we're almost out of these books. We got to do something new. I'm in. Um, yeah. So I, I have a few. So this starts off with that like you said the Dunkin Donut raid which is which was very funny to me Um, (laughs) a shout out to Boston uh, America runs on Dunkin Um, (laughs) there is something funny to me of I think in I think in book one the one other book I've read I think is when that one kid gets turned into a red tail uh, red tail hawk or whatever right yeah so book one out of like a 400 book series, somebody <laughs> suffers the consequences of not morphing back soon enough mm-hmm. out of like out of like our four main characters or five main characters. Here I, I see that they're fighting in the Dunkin Donuts uh, factory. Then they realize they've been in their their animal bodies for like an hour 59 or something. <laughs> so they yeah. rush out of the factory and meet in the alley where their clothes are to then morph back and they in like seconds to spare. Yes. And I'm so curious about like the ego involved of like <laughs> of like it would be so awful for me to not make it back to my clothes because then I'd be stuck in this gorilla body forever. <laughs> but also like just couldn't you ch- the, the other risk of it is like your friends seeing you naked like it this is so aimed at like I guess teenagers of like the embarrassment of being seen naked by others I guess. I don't know. It's very oh. funny to me of like if I was in a in a rhino body for an hour fifty nine, and I was f- fighting, I would g- just run to the you know I, uh, there in the middle of the fight, I would just change back to a addle and then turn back into whatever. Like it just seems so insane that they have to reconvene near their clothes to to yeah. the save thing their that makes lives. It even wilder is by now they know how to morph like tight clothing. They're all yeah. wearing unitards and bike yeah. shorts. I think yeah. it's more of that's an escape place where they know theoretically none of the aliens can see them not gotcha gotcha I, at this point i'm fairly certain at least four of them have seen each other naked because of I, you know inability to morph with clothes in the beginning megan also because you, of how horny it is i mean Ooh. that too <laughs> megan i think you bring up a good point that i didn't really consider which is like i guess protecting their identity yeah they're still so, trying to do that gotcha gotcha so that makes i guess that makes a little more sense but to me i was just outraged of like you would rather eternally be this animal than than just change on the spot but yeah i understand a little bit more now no that is like a a valid point of you know is being seen naked by your 13 year old i guess they're 15 at this point friends worth the shame of being a bear for the rest of your life (laughs) so so who are the the cousins are are jake and rachel Jake and Rachel. Um, and yeah, I remember, I deeply remember uh, book one where they're just like, look at this hottie with a body. Like, <laughs> and I was like, okay, like they're noticing. And then they're like, my cousin's so hot. And I was like, oh, now, now I have, uh, now I have to take issue. Um, what I, I couldn't, I mean, each book, it seems is, is defined by one person's perspective. It's told by one person. Is that right? Yes. It's never yes. spread out between them all. Um, how would you, I couldn't get a sense of, uh, or a grasp on anyone's personality. So it seems like the person we were following in this was Rachel. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Mostly. Mostly. Uh, you had a couple of break-ins from Marco, which That's doesn't right. normally happen, right. but yeah. So, so it seems like from what I can gather, Jesse is purely defined by leadership. That's his only quality. He's basically like uh, Leonardo. He's only he's only defined by leadership. Rachel seems to be the person who um, 
uh, does whatever, and then at some point gets real angry. She's the angry muscle, yeah. Okay. Marco seems like an idiot. And then Cassie? <laughs> yes. yes. Cassie seems to be the voice of the author peppering in animal facts. That, yes. And usually pacifism. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Great. Morality. It... Cassie has morals is kind of her thing. Yeah. Um, that's going. I'm going to make a t-shirt that says Cassie has morals. That's my favorite. <laughs> thing. Um, is there anything else that defines them besides besides what was mentioned there? Um, Tobias is a bird. Tobias is a bird. That's right. That's right. And acts as an andalite. <laughs> um, we are in the part of the series where um, the the actual authors, uh, Applegate and Michael Grant, had at least one kid. I don't think they had their second one quite yet. So they were they had ghostwriters coming in and out. Gotcha. So sometimes the books do feel like they really strip down their characteristics. This is one of them that it's very much like, yeah, even, you know, Marco, who is half idiot, we're yelling at half the time, but is also, I guess, the most Slytherin of like seeing point A to point B. If it requires death, so be it. Yeah. If he has to yeah. shove his mother off the side of a mountain. He will do it. Oh, yes. no. And has. Yes. Oh, geez. Um, there was a point when he when he was about to be attacked by the dog where I I think this book this is the only part that I was like clapping my hands at when he turned into a roach I was like that's brilliant cuz I was kind of being like if I were him what would I turn into like a cow maybe cuz don't cows have like four hearts or something Oh yeah. valid yeah Is that true? So they when have... they were like attacking his heart I was like turn into a cow you fool cuz then it'll, you'll <laughs> delay the process but then he turned into a roach later on, and I was like, "That is brilliant because they're they're un- unkillable, basically. That's fantastic." Yeah. Yeah. This is also the rare book that, especially this late in the series, does not worry <laughs> about a lot of psychological trauma weighing on everyone. Um, mm, there's definitely some comments of like, "Well, that's going to haunt my nightmares." <laughs> There's a little bit, but we don't get in this nearly the amount of baggage that some of the other books have brought in, especially more recently, like talking about Tobias having been tortured within an inch of his life. Or uh, we did get the reference to the other time Rachel was nearly digested in a stomach. So Which we did get that. In a dinosaur. In- Her being an elephant <laughs> who had its eyeballs melted out by stomach acid and yeah. was drowning, I was like, I was like shuddering of like <laughs> this is a kids book. What is yep. happening? Like, bring me Shel Silverstein. <laughs> <laughs> that happens so often in this book series. It, 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 it this is my first time reading it, and even reading it as an adult, I'm like, wow. And, and no wonder my friends are so weird. Fairly graphic. You know, yeah. it's fine. It's fine. Oh, something I want to mention about when I talk about Marco turning into a roach. So the the term is he, what is it? He turned roach or he morphed roach or something? Yeah, yeah, he yeah. morphed roach. So they never say into a. Is what is that proper English or is that something the book does? Um, it's kind of idiomatic, just something the yeah. book does sometimes. Okay, because the only time I've ever heard a sentence like that is like turn states evidence. <laughs> like, so, so when they're like, he turned roach or the first time it's not roach. The first time they say like, I turned whale or something. And it's yeah. like page 30. And I was like, turned whale, huh? Some editor missed the, you know, missed that there is an omission of a word. And then later they say it again. They're like, I turned Hawk. And I'm like, turned Hawk. Okay. This is a choice. So I was just really confused in terms of like, 
my whole life have I been unnecessarily putting in the words <laughs> into a? <laughs> I this this concerns me now because I think I do that constantly in my recaps of the book. And now that's all I'm going to think about from every recap from now on. <laughs> well, Adel, gonna... you've ruined Tim's recaps. <laughs> I'm just going to be frozen at the word into. Well, Alex, <laughs> when Alex was messaging me, he said, please make Tim super self-conscious. <laughs> yeah, but we weren't going to tell him that until later in the episode. <laughs> You're a coward of a man. and uh... <laughs> It's true. I don't know if that was about me or Tim, but either way. <laughs> it's about me. I, sorry, I'm looking in a mirror. Sorry. Adam, <laughs> you're a coward of a man, and you need to turn state's evidence. The, um, the other thing that made me put this book down was on page 89, they talk about the Helmicron's noses and how they just aren't for breathing and they're probably for other uses. <laughs> and I had to have like this whole moment to myself where I'm trying to come up with the other uses that they could possibly have. What Eating. other uses? What? Oh uh, well, I, I figured out they have to be for propulsion when they're swimming. <laughs> That's where I landed. Oh, okay. I love it. Yes. Yeah. See, I was thinking like smell. They could still smell. It's just- <laughs> <laughs> also probably yeah. probably accurate. Maybe both. Maybe. Mm-hmm. See, I had some issues with Axe talking about how he gets mucus in his nose. Because where else would he breathe? Like, if he gets a stopped up nose. Oh, yeah, he dies. He doesn't have a mouth. Where does Axe breathe from? Oh, Axe doesn't have a mouth? No. no yeah, the Andalites don't have mouths. They just have noses and four eyes. And they use and... their feet to eat. Wow. That's fun. While they run. Yeah. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah, yeah. all yeah. of that, yeah. This is I've, this is not a bit. They crush grass beneath their feet and absorb the nutrients through their hooves. Which wild. is why, like, so he has a human morph so that he can be out in public with them um, and had never really tasted food. So it's always a delight when he's human oh, and eating. <laughs> yeah, they do mention something of, like, that's, like, Axe at Cinnabon or something. Yes. And I was like, <laughs> yep. this, mu- this must be a, either just a toss-away dumb joke or, like, a reference to something I don't understand. That is his favorite food. Mm. Yes. There's a lot of... I'm surprised at the amount... I feel like when I was growing up, most of the books I read, the kids' books I read, didn't have this much reference to other stuff. So they mentioned Cinnabon. They mentioned Disney. They mentioned ti- the movie Titanic. They mentioned Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. They mentioned um, uh, the Magic School Bus. Like, there's so many... And you know me, I hate references, but it, it, <laughs> I was so surprised because I feel like most books I read would be like, he loved, you know, he loved to eat at, you know, Cinnamon Carols. <laughs> it's like, oh, Cinnamon Carols is like a stand-in for, you know, it's analogous to Cinnabon. But they were just like straight up, you know, yeah, he loves Cinnabon. I didn't, it just surprised me. I, I don't know. I thought mentally there was some sort of block there of like, I thought there was a legality. Like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, we, we caught that like in the, was it the first or second book when the entrance to the York Pool was at McDonald's? And you tell people the secret code at McDonald's to get in the back to get into the York pool. It it happens quite frequently every book. Tim, do you remember the secret code to get in? I'll have a McDLT. A Happy Meal with With Extra extra Happy. happy. Oh, that's what it was. (laughs) That Uh, sucks. I always took it as like they really wanted kids to be questioning whether or not. Like it was just an added bonus of like. This is a book series. I got it out of the fiction section at the library, but what if? Also, let's question all of our our capitalist institutions. That is, they might in fact be Mm -hmm. evil tools of fascism. 
Yeah, anytime you go to Dunkin' Donuts, you should always ask to see in the back because you're going to find <laughs> uh, a, a space war going on. Um, I love that. I will next time I go to McDonald's and I'm in the drive-thru, I will say that passphrase <laughs> and do. just like stare at them just to see. I think we've all done that at this point. It is just the initiation for reading this book series. I mean, I guess I do have a connection to Burger King, so I understand. I, I understand the reasoning. I understand the reasoning of trying to make something so mundane, uh, special, or magical. And that's because you're the Burger King heir, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. My name is my name is Adel King. Um, that's right. Yeah. Once I'd be lying s- if I didn't check behind the Burger King just to see what's going on every time I pass one. <laughs> we used to the the sort of Burger King that we said was the Burger King, quote unquote. We used to get a ton of people dropping packages off back there, and I would go and collect them. And uh, <laughs> that's fantastic. But a lot of them were like swept away by employees, and they're and just being like, "What what's going on here?" <laughs> <laughs> and then and then the Yelp page. If you go on Yelp for the that McDonald's, so many people have left reviews like one star, and they're like, "Food was fantastic, service impeccable, very clean." I have to give it one star because a friend of mine fell into a portal behind the <laughs> <laughs> And you know that Corporate Burger oh, King is no. being like, what is happening at this Burger King? Okay. Oh, that's so great. So we have to find a McDonald's in South California to be the McDonald's and start this Yelp com- campaign. I wonder if I wonder if there is a McDonald's that it's supposed to be. Do we they say like- what city in this is set in? So Uh, we don't know the exact city, but what we do know is that Cassie's mother is a veterinarian at an amusement park with a zoo and Looney Tunes mascots. Six Flags. It's Six Flags. It's like Six Flags Wild Adventure or something like that. Hmm. And we know they're close enough to the ocean that it's not weird to like, actually, I think the sharing has some meetings at, at the beach and things. Yeah. So. so we can triangulate any possible McDonald's <laughs> that are York Pool entrances. I think that's the saddest sentence ever muttered aloud. <laughs> <laughs> so, let me get this straight. We can triangulate any McDonald's <laughs> with a York portal. Great. We're, Alex, we'll put that on your tombstone. You are the saddest man alive. <laughs> you know, if it wasn't that it was going to be, you make great spreadsheets. So... <laughs> We'll I'm going to call this a well. win. No, we're going to put that as well. It'll be fine. <laughs> oh, what is... Uh, I had a qu- another question. What is this box that everyone's clamoring for? Is that the box where it's like... So so they can turn into whatever animals. Mm-hmm. How do they... I totally forgot if this was mentioned in book one. How Can they continue to widen their, their kind of uh, stable or cavalcade of choices? Mm-hmm. And if so, yeah. how do they do that? So that's this blue box. That is a block. Okay. Yeah. Is this a, is the box that the box gave them their powers. Them. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And and they widen it by just touching other animals. Yeah. We... And then they have have that animal in there. So if they hold the box and touch an animal, that does it? No. No, they don't have to hold the box anymore. Yeah. So any animal from this point until they die, any animal yes. they touch, they get their DNA. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, they can also give other people and animals the ability to morph so far they have given it to more animals than people yeah for animals to turn into other animals or animals to turn into humans both because i would imagine like if you gave i don't know like a, a hyena the the power to turn into a human it would just turn into a human in this scream while laying on its side or something right 
That would be the appropriate response to being being a human right now, yeah. (laughs) that's pretty accurate that's actually what i have on my calendar for after this (laughs) it's just begging please back to animal please (laughs) you are all disgusting please (laughs) kill me oh that's great do that when they turn animals into humans do they acclimate pretty well pretty fast no they tend to end up having to kill the animal (laughs) It's really oh, no. unfortunate. That's terrible. Yeah. They've had one yerk that they gave the power to that they turned into a, uh, I can't remember what kind of whale, but a giant whale. Um, it was a humpback whale, right? I think it was. I think so. Yeah. Um, Couldn't they just turn the tur- turn the human back to an animal? But And they try, but it's like the animal occasionally is like, Hey, this human that I saw, and then it started turning, and it was—it's a weird book. Okay. A lot of like half human, half was it a horse? Buffalo, it was a cow. buffalo. Oh, it was buffalo. a buffalo. That's, That's right. what it was. Yeah. The yeah. buffalo eventually imprints on one of them and sacrifices itself for their lives. This is wild. Yeah. What's the <laughs> recommended reading age for this? Um, eight. To I was in the seven, fourth grade. <laughs> eight to twelve, I think, is what it was. They wanted a series, yeah. so it, it's a husband and wife, and and they wanted a series where they could teach animal facts, but also teach that like war and trusting, like qu- to kind of question everything, and that war and things is not something good, and and you know, because this was especially during the time, um. This was right after. I can't remember what war was in the 90s. I'm sorry. Totally Gulf blanking. War? Thank you. Um, and basically, like, wanting as realistic as possible. And, and they've split up. They don't write together anymore, I don't think. They're still married. Um, and if you keep reading Michael Grant's stuff, he's written, like, a book series about World War II and other kind of horrific, like, trying to stay as realistic of like let's not romanticize war so michael grant sounds like a christian rock star um (laughs) that is about the opposite of what he is (laughs) it is wild to be like we want a book to teach kids animal facts and it's like uh she was an elephant the acid burned away her eyes and her (laughs) lips she was screaming and her organs were melting and then be like did you know that cockroaches have a backup system in case their foot falls off? <laughs> like, I think there's better ways to do it. Here is the technical term for the air holes on the side of a cockroach. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, this, this theater of nightmares does not uh, is not a great packaging for facts. But what was funny is that reading it as a kid, there are so many of the books that I, a, a lot of the horror flew over my head. Um, that rereading as an adult, I was like, oh my God, like the third book has an attempted suicide. And it was like, I don't remember this as a child Man. because the word suicide is never actually used. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's been eye opening for sure. It was that time that Rachel ate Tobias. No, it was not. That was an <laughs> alternate future. It may still happen. We don't know yet. I mean, there's, there's some rough stuff that happens in the book. That's all I'm saying. Whew. Yeah, they've um, so they got the cube because uh, another kid found it and they invited him, you know, hey, you found this. Now you're part of this war because you posted it online and, yeah, you know, and he turns out to be a psychopath. So they turned him into a rat and just like put him on an island 
Because that was humane. Yeah. That was what they decided. That was the humane thing to do is just leave him as a rat on an island forever. These moments make funny games seem like a rom-com. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is wild. Okay. And now, now I kind of... Now I kind of want to read the whole series immediately because this is uh, oh my interest should. is peaked. It's fun. My interest yeah. is peaked. Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely fun. Yeah, my favorite thing is that my favorite books as a child were the scary stories to tell in the dark yes. series, and that was I remember that being like nightmare inducing. Where it's like, you know, there's a a dog and it's actually a rat and it's really spooky, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, mom, mom, and this is like, you know. I ate my best friend and then left this sociopath on an island. Like this is <laughs> yeah. this is above and beyond what I could ever imagine reading as a kid. Well, it's, it's the so theater f- track for Kafka, is what it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. so funny how it translates the opposite, though. Like this was so bad, and it seemed like a lot of the stuff was missed as a child, whereas the other stuff was so basic. And it, it, you have to be an adult now to understand this one, whereas that one just doesn't translate at all. Yeah, I'm surprised yeah. they didn't make a Kafka reference when Marco turned when Marco turned Roach. Um, I think the first time someone morphs a fly, there is a lot of help me, yeah. help me. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty great. Yeah, there in some. Um, I don't know if it's just just this book because I don't think it was in book one. There is so much. I don't even know how to articulate it. If it's like onomatopoeia, but there's so much of just like noises being described, mm-hmm. and it's not even like the guns went whatever. It's just like. The letters P H E E E W, yeah, and then yeah. and then A A A R G H, and then P H E E E W. Like, there's so much like nonsensical, like um, just soundscapes being put out there that that it it for a moment was hard to read. <laughs> at, at, after 41 books, you realize which one is a hawk noise, which one is a dracon <laughs> beam shooting. Oh, I bet, yeah, yeah, it, it sort of imprints on you a little bit. Yeah. Oh, what does the dracon beam do? That's the T S E E W. But That's what is the... it if it hits you? It's uh it yeah, painfully like... burns away your flesh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> See, the good guys have one that isn't painful. The bad guy's laser gun is designed to hurt when it kills you or hmm. maims you. But the good news is is that if you morph into something else, either out of the animal or into an animal. The damage doesn't stay. You just including your nightmares. rabies. Yeah, you just got nightmares. It's fine. <laughs> you know, mental trauma. And they, this is also fascinating to learn that if they're injured at all, so like when Rachel has her eyes melted out, um, if she turns back <laughs> into a human and then back into an elephant or any other animal, she heals totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. that's fun to know. They've lost limbs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like as as animals, Jake got like an, an entire arm paw, leg, whatever you would call it, cut off and morphed, morphed back, no problem. Yeah, so they're all basically wolverines. Yes. Yeah, yes. but they have to become a literal wolverine to heal. That'd be fun. Yeah. <laughs> the um, I think the most dramatic one still is when they're in the jungle, I think it's book 11, and Rachel's knocked out and the ants are just eating her. Yeah. Very crystal skulls. Yeah. <laughs> This one made me a little woozy, though, but that I, I think that was just all the blood talk. I was like, I'm okay. I don't need this. I'm just going to skip through. It's Marco okay. That's all I need to remember. <laughs> there's I... a funny thing of, like, when there's sharks and they're in blood, there's a moment where they're like, um, like, Rachel's the shark is like, there's so much blood. Where's the where's the victim? Where's the shadow? I need to bite something. I need to, all this blood. <laughs> and then as the author, they're like, 
imagine a drug addict in a sea of drugs. <laughs> and I'm like, you, no. Fourth I re- grader. Fourth yeah. grader at home. Imagine I'm like, this. <laughs> I'm like, no, I refuse to. I, re- <laughs> I refuse to and may God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> and I'm also, also I was like mentally, that's not a one-to-one because the blood excites, like they're looking for something, but with drugs, I feel like that is the thing, right? If drugs, yeah. w- if if sharks drank blood, then that's a one to one. But this is, th- I feel like that was not a great analogy. Well, what this book doesn't explain is these are in fact vampire sharks. <laughs> Ooh, that explains the Draco ray or whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The I also, ray. I also liked the image of them snorting oxygen off of red blood cells. Yeah, which is basically pleasant. how they describe getting that. We just sidle up to a gill and breathe right out of the cell. There's a lot of so they snort the the blood cells. Uh, Marco snorts his friends up his nose. After he snorts his friends up his nose, his nose starts to bleed. I do feel like this is maybe uh, like a cocaine. (laughs) This this (laughs) book deals with cocaine use. Scholastic said we need an after school special. (laughs) (laughs) This is like Animorphs Nights. (laughs) Marco Marco morphed bump up his nose. (laughs) Marco morphed party animal. Yeah, in the next book, they turn tricks. (laughs) I'm just trying to remember what the next book is to even know if that is valid or if you were just making a comment. Have you guys read the whole series? I have multiple times. I have once as they came out. So most of this is like remembering a fever dream. (laughs) This this is my first read through. So I'm I'm not allowed to check on spoilers or anything. Yeah, Tim seems haunted. (laughs) <laughs> yes yeah yeah it's it, it changes you mm-hmm. it cha- you can't go back just wait not after four not after two hours at least oh <laughs> uh, yes and we also have um some like uh rpg episodes because uh when the books came out there was um alternomorphs which were choose your own adventures Ooh. so we turned them in into a game and, and alex's you're gonna make to fun hours. of my i am yeah, i'm okay. always going to be it's my favorite thing details <laughs> I was explaining how morphing works in game and made the mistake of saying, instead of saying two hours, for some reason that I could not even begin to explain, saying two or three, like two the, or three hours. The two hour thing is something that is specified every book as a reminder. <laughs> and it's just my favorite thing that Alex did. Well, my favorite thing is still triangulated McDonald's. Uh, <laughs> that is I'll never, never forget that as long as I live. <laughs> well, I can be okay with that. I do feel like that would make a very fun RPG, the ability for everyone to morph into whatever animals they touch, like just kind of searching out uh, that and solving crimes. Pretty great. Yeah, Yeah. it's been a lot of fun. It's definitely gone off script. So, (laughs) Which I'm okay with because I know where the script was going to go. And I'm okay with it not involving police action against the Animorphs. (laughs) That's true. So these, um, these macaroons, are they... Are they like a constant threat or is this the first time they've kind of gone too far? This is the second time they've shown up. Um, okay. It was kind of as like a, cause apparently a lot of the fans hated them. Um, Kay Applegate had them as like a shit's getting too serious. We're just going to throw them in. Yeah. As they like do they, a lighter book. There was a, a an air of like, I think this is like I recognize it as comedic, but at no point was I enjoying it. 
Whereas, like, I get there's this almost like knights who say knee quality to them, where they're just like, nah, this is the way we do it, and the men and women will never get along like King of Queens. <laughs> but, but, it, but at no point was I like, I'm on board with these people. I'm like, kill them all. Yeah. <laughs> That's accurate. They all suck, yeah. No, there's nothing in the other story that makes them endearing. No, mm -hmm. no. And I couldn't really, I couldn't even picture them in my mind's eye. Um, I can't even remember what they look like. I just remember when they go into the body, they say they're as tall as giraffes, but I don't remember what they look like. I, I remember four legs and, and pyramid heads. Oh, that's right. Upside and down their pyramid noses, heads, of course. Maybe. Yeah. Their propulsion noses. Their eyes sit on the flat top of their heads and just kind of roll around and their mouths are horizontal and open with like sideways teeth yeah i get them confused with another one so i don't know a lot of the physical descriptions of these aliens suck like i <laughs> to me it's like just be like it looks like a t-rex with a top hat like just say something <laughs> that's way more palatable to a young mind versus trying to describe like when they say like the 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 uh andelites or whatever analytes when they have stalks coming out of here and eyes here and the the, the whatever it is i can't really picture any of it it all just no. washes over me um, I'm the same way. I, the first thing I do is I read the description, didn't get it, and then I go Google a picture of it. And Andalite yeah. is essentially what I do a every time. blue centaur with extra eyes and a, and a scorpion tail. Megan, that's the, best, that's the best description I've ever heard. You're welcome. Saying a, saying a blue centaur? Oh my, that's the best thing I've ever heard. That's better than anything they say in the book, Megan. You did it. <laughs> yeah. You cracked the code. <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't remember what the other ones look like. <laughs> would make it easier. <laughs> T-Rex and a top hat's pretty close on the Hork-Bashir. Yeah. Just anywhere there's a joint in an arm or, or an arm or a leg, stick a blade, and you've yeah. pretty much got it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So many blades. This must. They must have started writing these right around like um, Terminator Two or something. Close enough. Yeah. Like they've yeah. definitely referenced Terminator in it. Ooh. I've read that um, before I so I read book one probably last yeah it must have been like last summer before that maybe like five or six years ago I read what is it the the great and terrible the one and only Ivan oh yeah which I think is the same author mm -hmm. and that book is a, a GD delight like I remember crying at the end of that book it's beautiful um so I surprised this was the same author because it seems a little bit clumsier but i guess these were probably her first thing maybe or these were know. definitely early it was so prior to this they did they were ghostwriters for sweet valley um, okay and then it it's it's a husband and wife that wrote these all under the wife's name um this one's ghostwritten so it is clumsy so if if uh the one and only ivan is just uh, uh what's her name K. just k.a applegate mm -hmm. so it sounds like michael grant is holding her back they just have very different styles. I love both of their books, like, uh, so much. He's got, like, a, a an entire series that's um, the parents all disappear. It's, like, very Lord of the Flies Ooh. in South Car California. But then all of a sudden they have superpowers. So everything so. is always in South California? For most of his, I feel like it, yes. So that must be where they live. I think yes. they must live at Six Flags. Possibly. I mean, if I were that close to a Six Flags with a zoo, I would live there. <laughs> I would brag about it constantly. What is it? The Great and Terrible Ivan? Is that what you said it was? Uh, I, I think I combine two different. So I think it's the one and only Ivan. The one and only Ivan? But then I also combined uh, Ivan's No Good, Very Bad, Terrible Day or something. Is that a book, right? Yeah. So I, I think Some... I can I think I combine two books. So I think it's the one and only Ivan. It's about a gorilla... 
living at a gas station or some sort of like roadside. <laughs> it's like a gorilla as a roadside attraction. And I believe it's based on a true story. I think so. It's and been I think they're making. I, I think one. they're making it into a movie. Um, but it is. It's just beautiful. It's just like a really um, short story that's just very well written and and just very emotionally um, uh, impactful. Is that the have one you guys? That Danny DeVito does the audio books, or maybe that's oh, another maybe. one of her series. Um, have you all talked about what animals you would search out if you were if you had these powers? There is. I think it's even the first book, uh, a section where they talk about how when you're a dog, you can only be happy. <laughs> that would be top of the list. <laughs> that sounds like a West Side Story song. <laughs> when you're a dog, you can only be happy. The wag of your tail and the slip of your snout. Cool it, canine. <laughs> um, mine, was, mine was otter. Ooh. Because you can't, you, yeah, you can't go to the zoo and see the otters just floating around, like playing around and be like, no, that's that's how I want to be. Yeah, in the right middle there. of in the middle of a fight, you could just uh, swim on your back and crack yeah. open, crack open an oyster on your tummy, <laughs> like a real badass. <laughs> um, yeah, there's some somebody mentions like I can't remember. Maybe it's Marco goes through like the a bit of a rolodex of the animals he can turn into, and I'm like, all of these are useless. But yeah, I guess you can't you can't be all just like size and strength. I guess that's not a well rounded. Right. Uh, uh, and yeah, it's all context too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. The ant was the way to go the time they turned into the ants, even though that was awful. But yeah, like ants in, are the, in worst. the yeah, in the the context of the story, you know, you have to get somewhere small, so you need a bug or you need to like stealth in somewhere. Can they, because they're constantly just living their life on Earth, can they then turn into like microorganisms because they are in contact with those? Has that been a thing? They haven't tried it yet. Okay. Um, I don't know if that's a plot point that's going to come up. Megan, you said you read through the whole series. I twice. do, but I also can't like <laughs> say if that is or not. Um, oh, can they also? This is also something I wondered. Can they also? So if if uh, Rachel, you know, obviously is probably at some point touched Marco, um, mm-hmm. can she then turn into Marco? They can. Uh, Cassie has turned into Rachel. Um, That's my favorite Friends episode. <laughs> <laughs> and Axe has turned into Jake. But they have an agreement where they don't turn into sentient creatures unless they absolutely have to. And Wait. Axe's human form is a collection of all of them. Yes. He took a little bit, I guess, and touched each one of them and mushed it into what everybody says is a very attractive person. He mambo number five did. <laughs> a little bit of Cassie in his life. <laughs> yep. Yeah. A little bit of Marco by his side. <laughs> have they... Um... I'm sorry that this is just turned into me asking questions. Oh, no. That's no, awesome. that's great. Have, yeah, awesome. have they paid off that sweet, sweet sexual tension between the cousins? No. No. <laughs> no. In fact, uh, at this point, Jake and Cassie are a thing, and Rachel and Tobias the bird are a thing. What? Yeah. Oh, he can turn human, though. He, he can, can now, yes. Briefly, for two hours at a time. So yeah, they, ha- they have to that's be That's not a thing. They have to be selective yeah. about what movies they watch when they're having a yes. date night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They they have to split up end game into two different dates. <laughs> Lord of the Rings, which version? <laughs> the extended edition. Oh no. no. Okay, but if you can watch a movie or you can go fly. Yeah. Like, what kind of date are you really gonna want? Does he when he's human? Does he just like? Does he have bird s qualities? Like, does he just kind of perch on a couch and like squawk or something? Is <laughs> Actually, there like a, ling- a lingering he- residue? When he first got the opportunity to move back 
to a human, he did. He, he Yeah, they said he was, like, real awkward, like, he didn't know where to put his arms and stuff. Yeah, he's still, like, when he is human, like, is kind of dead-faced, blank expressionless, because birds don't have facial expression. So, why have it as human? It, well, I, I beg to differ. I think Toucan Sam, uh, you know, always know where his <laughs> heart's at. Um, very expressive bird. Yeah. Like a shark very in the bloodstream. Bird. He follows his nose. Follows his nose. <laughs> God. And and the guy who's the hawk, he, what's his name? Tobias. Tobias. He came from like a broken home, right? That's him? Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. So his parents didn't care that he basically died? So his parents, um, how many spoilers do you want? (laughs) I want them all, all that gravy. So when we meet Tobias, he is being shuffled back and forth between an uncle and an aunt who doesn't seem to care. Um, We find out that his dad is actually the Andalite you meet in book one. There's an entire book where he uh, lives an alternate life on Earth with Tobias's mom. Why? Because time travel. Because he's protecting weird. a sphere that lets you manipulate the timeline and alternate reality. I feel like the premise of Animorphs is already so cool that you don't need to. I think I feel like too many ingredients spoil the broth. Like I feel like they should just keep this a little more simple. You think so, but then you read the book where it happens, yeah. and you're like, okay, this is really cool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If you try to nutshell the thing, it's it it really goes off the rails quick. But over forty, what is it, forty five books or whatever we've read now, it, it works pretty solid. Yeah. Yeah. One of one of the things that benefits it as a whole is it has a pretty clear act structure, mm-hmm. where you'll have a series of say ten, twelve books, and then you'll get one of these, the Andalite Chronicles, the Hork Bajir Chronicles, the Elamis Chronicles. And I should say, sorry to uh, stop you. I should say just for listeners who can't see you, I can see you on the Zoom call. When you said, uh, say 10 books, um, you held up a devil horn. So I just want to be be clear. Alex uh, is a follower of the Church of Satan. He said, say 10 books. Uh, We get it. Wink, wink. Nice little dog whistle for your friends out there. Anywhere I can slip one in. (laughs) Also name of one of my books. Um, But they'll introduce these books that sort of expand the mythology and that will correspond to like bigger plot changes into what's going on in the actual conflict in the main books. So like they do a good job of sort of layering these changes in and actually using them in the stories. That's great. Well, uh, yeah, so there's the there's the main series and there's a bunch of spin-offs, right, that are a whole separate series. How many of those are there? Four? Well, there are four that are like chronicles style books chronicles is in the name of i think three of them um that are following like this andalite who we learn is tobias's father or the daughter of yeah viscer three the daughter of the andalite who gave yurk's space flight um the godlike entity that can manipulate reality around the animorphs at will um but then you have some that are basically the big, dumb, blockbuster summer yeah. movies that are called Megamorphs. Those, weirdly enough, even though they're the four, the five, six main characters and are the exception to the rule that actually jump from character to character within the book, those tend not to affect much in the ongoing story. No, I mean... They're the Sharknado of Animorphs. Basically. Yeah, one of them, they <laughs> literally go back to the time of dinosaurs. And then... 
one of them they jump through time and kill Hitler. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> While chasing down, it's not John Barrowman, we asked, but I swear to God it's John Barrowman. Yeah, it's John Barrowman. I always thought it would be a funny premise. Um, if I had the energy, I would write a sketch about it, but I don't. And also it's dumb. Um, I always thought it would be funny to be like, I'm going to go back in time and kill, like set up that there's time travel and be like, I'm going to go back in time and kill Hitler. And then like go through the whole rigmarole of going back in time and then showing up at the bunker right before he shoots himself and going, no, 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 I'll do that. <laughs> and then going back home and being like, I am a hero. And people are like, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this one, it turns out they had changed so much in history that, like, Hitler was just kind of an old dude who was driving a tank, I think. Like, he wasn't Hitler. So, oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he, was, he was very low-ranking. Yeah. Evil mind-controlled John Barrowman took his place. Yes. <laughs> when, when, you, when you describe this whole thing, this thing sounds kind of crazy. I don't know what I've been doing for 42 months now. <laughs> So I assume that the, I assume the kid who took the photo, I, that has to be continuing storyline. Was there anything leading up to this point that hinted that someone's trying to, that there's like a young little Peter Parker running around trying to <laughs> capture them on film? No, but not I only is that. there not, but it is as though cameras have not existed in this world oh, yeah. until this book. That's one of our favorite things to talk about is that like, they'll be in an elevator and they're like, I'm just going to morph here in this elevator under this newspaper and i'm like security was a thing it's not 20 years old it's not a brand new thing like but no cameras didn't exist in this world the number of times they've morphed in tv stations yes without any consequence is wild marco morphed a roach in that kid's closet and they said the closet smelled like pee and i was trying to figure out what i was supposed to learn about that kid that he had a pee smelled closet he has a dog <laughs> I have dogs. My closet doesn't smell like pee. Okay. You take better care of your dogs. <laughs> well, they aren't rabid, I guess. <laughs> and also, they said that Marco was going insane. I, again, Googled it. Two to eight weeks before you start seeing any rabies. If he was going insane, he was already there. Had nothing to do with the rabies. Just completely unrelated. Yeah, they should they should write an anonymous letter and send it to that kid <laughs> like, your dog might have rabies just yeah. get that kid a message too sweet what are we doing enjoy this vhs copy of lassie yeah God. just just drops drop subtle hints like uh send him a picture of cujo just like really subtle do they is there any um so they go back in time to dinosaurs is there any other is there a point where, like, alien animals come and they can turn into them or something? They have definitely morphed. They have hork morphs. Um, that's a hard... That's a tongue twister. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to say... I know you need hork morphs. They have morphed... There was a psychic frog? The yeah. Lyra? Uh, I'm listening. That I'm fairly certain they got Lyra morphs at one point. Um, they did acquire dinosaurs, but you lose your morph when you time travel. So, yeah. acquire dinosaur? Yeah, they that's what they call when they turned into dinosaurs. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Seventy dinosaurs dinosaur singing. <laughs> singing a chorale. <laughs> oh, <Ave> Marie. <laughs> they wore T Rex flip flops. <laughs> 
Choir Dinosaur sounds like a new Whoopi Goldberg movie. <laughs> you, know what? you know what? I would watch it. Velocipaster. Midnight premiere. Velocipaster. Oh. Velocipaster yes. was the best. Is that a real thing? Oh, it's the yes. real thing. It is oh, on Amazon so Prime. It is about 70 minutes. It is legit. Worth every minute. The oh. best thing I think I've watched all of quarantine. Velocipaster. Yes. Hurry to my church tonight. <laughs> so right. Oh, I... I, yes, I will watch that absolutely. Is it literally a dinosaur pastor? Is it like a pastor oh, gets yeah. turned into a dinosaur or it, a yes. dinosaur becomes a pastor? It is a pastor who like scratches his hand on a fossil or something and <laughs> suddenly and doesn't believe in dinosaurs. Uh, <laughs> Are you going to trademark that trademark that fossil thing? <laughs> Maybe yeah, TMC can use that later. <laughs> um, and then there are ninjas. Yes. Christian ninjas. Christian ninjas. Cringes. <laughs> Cringes. Yep. Trademark. Uh, <laughs> and there is a sequel in the works. That is fantastic. What? Uh, I have to assume that was straight to DVD. Uh, it yeah. was. Yeah, it's on Amazon Prime. I think it. I don't. Um, from what I understand, they uh, the guy created the trailer for a class. And mm-hmm. it gained such popularity that they made a quick movie. And I think it went to like a couple of festivals. But Fantastic. yeah, totally worth it. Went to a couple of festivals, uh, Bonnaroo, Burning Man. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. One of them was just some guy with 70 lava lamps in the yeah. back of a uh, uh, Howard Johnson's. <laughs> it's really screwed up my Amazon Prime uh, algorithms, which is no, a delight. No. But it fixed it. Um, <laughs> you can do that next time. You can have yours fixed. So uh, maybe I'll do for my sexy animal series. Maybe I'll do some where they go meet dinosaurs. We'll probably have a Pegasaurus. That'll be a fun little thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> all kinds of sex. All kinds of ancient fossil dinosaur sex. Very good. Very good. <laughs> I have so much to work with now. Thank you. So much. This is I... what we're here for. Yeah. And if, muse. We are muses. Yep. <laughs> I don't think you know what that word means, Tim. Probably not. <laughs> it's a British band. Uh, they say yeah. uh, Knights of Sidonia. <laughs> Anything else before we get into our animal trivia for the episode? Let's hear that trivia, baby. All right. This is some fun news about bees. Well, it's news about bees. We'll decide if it's fun or not. <laughs> oh, pressure. That's like saying, I have a funny joke. It's like, no, no, no. <laughs> you have a joke. If I laugh, it's funny. <laughs> uh, fair enough. Nope. I don't want the one about the dead eagle. Come on. Cooperate with me, phone. There we go. Uh, the dead eagle is not a fun story about anything. No. It's a it sad story. Sounds awful. And it doesn't sound like a fact. A team of Swiss researchers, while doing some other research on bees, they don't explain what. Noticed that bees were chewing on plants that had not blossomed yet and decided we should study that. We should study why are bees eating plants and learned that bumblebees will chew on the ends of plants that haven't bloomed yet to speed up plants blossoming. Oh, that's so romantic. They (laughs) can influence plants to bloom 30 days earlier than normal. And when the science when the scientists tried to recreate this with razor blades hacking up the ends of the same kinds of plants, the plants still bloomed sooner, but not as quickly as they did for the bees. 
So either the bees are more adorable to plants or have chemicals in their saliva that encourage blossoming. Um, whoops, we made it unintentionally horny again. <laughs> because you said blossoming, or is there more? <laughs> that, Please say there's it. more. No. Okay. <laughs> no, that's it. Just the word blossoming. I'm a big Whoa. fan of that haircut. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the second one, not the first one. Post haircut blossom. Thank you. <laughs> I um, a lot about Alex's choices here. And this was not just true of their sample bees that they had bred. Wild bees will cause this too. So the bees are still dying, but they can make plants bloom sooner and maybe have a fighting chance. Optimism. Aww. So normally you try to turn this into a money-making scheme. What's the money? We open a florist. Scheme? Okay. <laughs> and then we all morph bees. Okay. And we bite some plants. And they blossom and we sell them and we have better flowers sooner. Okay. I didn't I like have it. a money-making scheme prepared for this one. I just wanted to say <laughs> nice things about bees. Bees are great. Bees are awesome. Hornets, on the other hand, I'll see you in hell. But bees No are other great. strong opinions about bees or flying, stinging insects in general? Who don't like them. Uh, <laughs> glad they're dying. I think there'll be no repercussions <laughs> for that. Uh, we can, I can do, do with sorghum. Don't need my honey. Uh, <laughs> good riddance, little flying nightmares. One got into my apartment the other day. And I'm not sure how, because there are no plants near my apartment. And I found it dead. So <laughs> it definitely died in my apartment. It has been a very interesting conundrum because there's also no nest or anything nearby either so what if they have like viking funerals for bees and send them and they have like to yeah brooklyn? they just kind of send them yeah well maybe he was already in somewhere in brooklyn <laughs> and they just sent him away and he just landed in your he was already dead he was dead for miles before he ended up in your apartment did you check the box did you check your box of cheerios and was there still a bee on it oh hey. interesting <laughs> case closed i will have to go check the box of cheerios after this yes Check for a little hello, my name is tag that says Sunny. <laughs> That's just there. Just... Yeah. Is that no his more... name? I think so. Huh. No more printed on bees. They're just like taped to the front now. Well, that banana was so popular. Oh, now they no. just scotch tape a bee to the front of all the series. <laughs> oh, no. All right. Anything else before we put this one to bed? Uh, Tim's predictions. Nothing. Ooh, <gasps> yes. I didn't even. I don't know what the next one's called. The next one is called. Uh, this is where we make Tim guess what happens next. In forty-five books, he's been right once, twice. If yeah. we're being generous and counting the time, we <laughs> made up one based on his prediction. This is called the, the test. test. The test. Oh, can I make a prediction? Yes. Absolutely. So this is book 43, of course. Uh, that number correlates to the popular DNA uh, mail-in service 43andMe. I think what's <laughs> going to happen in this one is it's called The Test, so they're going to do a 43andMe test, and they're going to find out that Jesse and what's-her-name are not cousins. What's her name? Oh, no. Rachel. Rachel. And Jesse Rachel? and Rachel are not cousins. They're brother-sister, baby. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh, yep, sticking with it. No, Love it. no, Perfect. you yeah. get to make <laughs> nope, your own nope. predictions. Nope, he's the guest. We're going to go with his. <laughs> Tim, I whatever you it. can do to get out of it's doing this, right? A thousand times better than any garbage <laughs> that I was going to put in front of you. 
Thank well, you all so much for letting me be on the show. I'm sorry I ruined your show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a coward. I said that up top. At the risk of offending you, you would fit right in. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be a part of any podcast that would have me. Uh, Adel, speaking of podcasts that have you. Yes. Um, you deftly dodged naming either of them. When conversation led to both of them, why don't you name them for us? Um, I'm I'm fairly I'm so proud of the work I do in the podcast I'm on, but I'm I also feel gross anytime I self promote in like the middle of something. Well, so that's cool. it, if if I'm prompted, I will absolutely promote, but I never want to be like you know when I'm doing hey riddle riddle, uh, <laughs> just because it just it just feels like I'm being opportunistic, and I never want to be that. No, absolutely, I respect that, but. Hey, Adel, why don't yes. you promote? Hey, Alex. Oh, I thought you were going to say, show us how to get down. Um, <laughs> yeah, I do. I currently do two podcasts. One is called Hello from the Magic Tavern. Uh, it is a improvised fantasy podcast. You don't have to be super into fantasy or D&D or anything like that to enjoy it, I, I think. Um, it's just a silly show about a man who falls into a portal behind a Burger King. And instead of going on high adventures, just kind of meets and interviews all the wild creatures and magical beings around him. Uh, in that, I do play a shapeshifter named Chunt, who's typically a badger, um, basically an anamorph. And then I also do a podcast called uh, Hey Riddle Riddle. That is me and two friends who try and solve riddles, puzzles, lateral thinking problems. And along the way, we uh, do improvised scenes and have a good time. And I will say, and I'm not just saying this because Adel is here very, very earnestly. These are two of my favorite podcasts. While painting the room behind me and like the rest of my house i made it through like 70 episodes in a week of oh, magic so sorry. tavern so sorry <laughs> um and the episode i mentioned earlier in fact where we made up a book based on tim's weirdest prediction was loosely inspired by uh having listened to a bunch of hey riddle riddle right after it came out <laughs> catching up on that oh nice so uh well, Alex, thank you so much. That was a very kind compliment you gave me, uh, but I do have to stick to my guns and say the the dumbest thing I've ever heard come out of your mouth is triangulating McDonald's. <laughs> I'm not letting you off the hook. Uh, uh, I will wear that badge with uh, shame. All the shame of a uh, uh, pliable child brain. They should teach that in school. You know how they say, like, here's a sentence that uses every letter. The, the, the brown dog jumped over the lazy fox. They should say, like, Here's a sentence that's the saddest thing anyone can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Triangulated McDonald's. Uh, uh, but thank, thank you all so much for having me. Yeah, yeah no, nice. thank you for coming. It's kind of fun. On the off chance that anyone is listening and has not checked out Adel's shows, please go do that. Go do that before yeah. you listen to any more of us. It is mandated. <laughs> I <laughs> also you. really like Sibling Specular. Just yeah. Oh, yeah. throwing that do, out there, I, too. That one's my thank, favorite. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I do a podcast with my sister called Siblings Peculaire. Uh, the reason I didn't promote it is that we've been on hiatus for about a year, um, so there's totally no new episodes. But yeah, there, there's absolutely a back catalog, so yes. please check that out. Yes. And that's me and my sister, and we try and um, we play we play siblings who are deep into conspiracies and try and uh, shed light on a lot of uh, deep, deep um, cover-ups. Yep. It's a delight. I enjoy it quite it a bit. It is a lot of fun. <laughs> Thank you. I would recommend starting with the Joey X episode. Uh, that's about JFK. That's a wild ride. <laughs> yeah. We would like to thank Red Spinks for our show art. You can check out more of their work by supporting their Patreon or visiting at Chaos Does Art on Instagram. 
If you're interested in getting some cool art, email red at c.spinks.animator at gmail.com. Peep our social means at Minds at Yerk on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you want to send us questions, comments, or love letters, you can email us at mindsatyerk at gmail.com. Our website is mindsatyerk.com. Yerk is spelled Y-E-E-R-K. Uh, you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. You can listen to us there or really on any podcatcher of your choice. Thanks again, Adel, yeah, for joining us this week. This has thank been a you. blast. I realized earlier I mentioned Missy Elliott's Work It, and I said if sh- I, I should have said Missy Elliott's Yerk It. Oh, missed opportunity. To find out how hard I got a Yerk It. <laughs> Is she a pretty pretty pork Oh, making it even more horny here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, somebody say when. When. Surrender now. Surrender. And we'll let you live as our defiled beasts of burden. Ooh, Rolling Stones. <laughs> I'm Alex. I'm Megan. I'm Tim. I'm Horny. <laughs> and until then, we fight. <laughs>